Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 16 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we are solving the puzzle of Wheel of Fortune. I'm your host, Joe Murata, along with my favorite letter turner, Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Wheel of Fortune! We are here to celebrate a beloved uh, game show, uh, not just in America, but throughout the world, Is believe it? it or not. They, yes. got, they got the letter turning all over the they world. They turn those letters, folks, and thank you for turning us on today. Acid Wash Memories, we're so happy to be with you here. If this happens to be your first time listening, you can visit our archives for a bunch of other episodes the here. Archives. The archives. Uh, we have other topics. Each week is something completely different. That's what we say around here. But we really do thank you for being with us as we celebrate Wheel of Fortune and get into the history of it. But before we do that, just want to remind you, you can find us on Twitter at AWM Podcasts. You don't have to buy a vowel for that A. No. AWM podcast on Twitter. And you can also join our group. We do have a Facebook group. It is pleasant. People are nice. It's so nice. There's no BS over there. Yeah, no. Those are crap. letters. Yeah. Yeah. No B or S. <laughs> B or O. Now, if I could buy a couple of vowels, though, you and I, Quinn, are going to ah. break down Wheel of Fortune today. Ah. So, ha, ha. Ah. Stop. Sorry. Uh, so, we're going to get into that in just one second. But thank you guys so much for being with us here. So, I would wager Michael Quinn with Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Almost, if not every single person listening to this show right now... On the face of the planet. And on the face of the planet, perhaps, has watched at least one episode yeah. of Wheel Even of Fortune. Even one, like, puzzle or whatever yeah. they like to Even call it. Even a puzzle. Like, like a game right. or whatever. One, one round. Yeah. Magic hand, magic band, magic... Yan, sand, van, can, jan, pan, fan, fan, wand, wand, oh! Wheel of Fortune has been on for a very long time. Could we call it ubiquitous? It's ubiquitous with 7.30 at night or whatever. Well, that's like, one of the things we'll discuss on, on is when it's on. Yeah. Spin the Wheel of Fortune tomorrow at 7.30 right here on Channel 7. But Wheel of Fortune is probably something that if you grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you, you've heard of it. It's always been on. You've watched it. Wouldn't be surprised if there was like the 1800s version. <laughs> You could play it. It doesn't require any like special technology or anything. Well, I believe it was called Hangman back yeah. then, Michael Quinn. And then we will get into all the history there. But hey, I just wanted to celebrate this because it is a beloved game show. I'm going to be up front. It's not my personal favorite game show. Mm. Is I, it yours? I'm, I'm always torn on if it is or not. Jeopardy is mine, I think, historically. I was like, who wants to be a millionaire, though? That's a very fun. good show, too. A lot of high stakes in that one. There's a lot of stakes there. But Price is right. You know, yeah, those. that's a good yeah. one, too, obviously. Family Feud had its yeah. time. Uh, reruns a match game, I always like, too. Mm -hmm. Those are funny. $10,000 pyramid. Yeah, $64,000 question. Lots of things. Lots of game shows. So we got to obviously start. Like, Wheel of Fortune. It became a cultural phenomenon in the 80s. Well, there's reasons. There's, re there's one specific <laughs> yeah. reason for that. The hosts, Pat Sajak and Vanna White, they are still doing the show to this day as of how. press time. I you know, it would be our luck if they announced a retirement like right after this came out. <laughs> well, but... it would be lucky because it would be a very popular topic. And you know what's funny about that? It could happen. It could because Van is 66, Pat is 76. Yeah, Pat's 10 years on her. I don't even know how Pat's still doing it. I really don't know. Botox. Yeah. No, I don't know. But... He doesn't even look that bad. Botox. Yeah, no, I get it. But I'm Buttocks. just saying like he doesn't look super frail. 
I no, guess he's yeah. spry. A yeah, spry he's 76 a spry year old. 76, yeah. Find out why Pat Sajak put a wrestling move on a Wheel of Fortune contestant after he had a perfect game. So before we get to Pat and Vanna and game shows in general, Quinn, we have to dial this all the way back here. What is a wheel? A wheel is a circular device used for moving things generally. You can spin it. It's actually like one of like the earliest inventions, the wheel. That was a big deal when they invented it, right? Yeah, big, big deal. Now, some thousands and thousands of years later, they decided to put one into a game show. Right. But what's a game? What the hell is a game show, right? A game well, show is a, sh- it's like a television show. <laughs> yeah, TV. But, but the people on the show are playing a game. Oh, okay. Uh, we, of any kind. And we covered what a game Shoots was. Shoots and ladders, what? whatever. They, they could, yeah, they could be, that, that would be a game show. Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. Supermarket sweeps. Supermarket sweeps. Yeah, they're going shop, watching people going shopping yeah. fast and angrily. And, and then answer questions so they get more money to shop. Well, I mean, that's a fair policy if yeah. you ask me. But anyway, yes, of course, uh, we know what a game show is, folks. But, you know, the history of the game show is an interesting one. So the first ever televised game show uh, was known as Spelling Bee. Mm. Can you guess what it was, Quinn? A spelling bee. You're right. Now, and what w- is a spell? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you spell words. And this was in the United Kingdom in 1938. Oh, so now we're we're in the real like experimental yes. television era, right? Pre-war, yeah. Quinn. The, the like, oh, we invented it in the 30s, but you know we're doing things, right? Or whatever. Let's put a friggin' spelling bee on yeah. the thing, and it was also on radio. The British spellers you will see at the microphone are first actress Fabia Drake, second secretary Margaret Baines, and third schoolboy Jay Killick. And in the United States, the first game show was called Information, Please. This is the program in which you, the public, turn the tables on the authorities. Send us questions with the right answers. Four experts guarantee to answer them correctly or pay you $5 for every question that's too much for them. Each question accepted wins you $2. You can win, therefore, as much as $7 per question if you're lucky and Information, Please is not. And that also came out in 1938. So this is all the shit where that like seven people had a TV. Yes, like you know, like Literally. that shit. Yeah, where it was like you watched it in a window because <laughs> nobody had one at the Sears and Roebuck. Right. It was like the demo show. Yeah. The, <laughs> information, please. Yeah. Uh, and some information on this show. It aired until 1951, which is actually yeah. a really long run. It's long, but in the context of nobody was able to really watch it until, until the 50s, 51. Yeah. It might as well have been on for two years. Yeah, that's like, a good point. <laughs> It was on NBC, if you're curious. Who cares? And some other game shows that you might have heard of started uh, throughout the 40s and 50s. Truth or Consequences in 1940. Mm -hmm. The $64,000 question, the original version in 1955. Uh, And then there were panel-style shows like What's My Line? I've Got a Secret to Tell the Truth. Yeah, the ones where everyone's smoking cigarettes and in fabulous clothing. And like they're all like art people and stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, over there is the panel. They look somewhat formidable, but don't be concerned. They're real nice people, and they would like to get a better look at you. So will you take a hike down there for me, please? And then a big one uh, for the 60s and 70s debuted, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. The original. Fairy tales for ten. The answer is rhyme in which hero, like Ogre in different tales, fell down and broke crown Larry. What is uh, Jack and Jill? Jack and Jill is right, sir. Go. It was a very well-regarded show, but... Of course, if you were born in the 70s, yeah. in the 80s, in the 90s, when you think Jeopardy, you think Alex Trebek. Yeah, once they like had this like computy duty theme where like there's TVs yeah. and shit and it's like very 80s. That's very like stern when, too. Yeah, that's when it like took off where it was like high class. It's like, oh, you got to be a real fucking genius to play this shit. The Frasier of game shows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've heard of CBS, right? Uh-huh. Columbia Broadcasting yeah, System. Yeah, Columbia. Remember when they had that rural purge in the early 70s? Oh yeah, they got rid of Green Acres <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. And all that stuff. Beverly Hillbillies. And they brought in like all in the family. Well, another thing they did 
when they were jiggling around their schedule there is bring in an updated version of an old 50s game show known as The Price is Right. Ah! Thank you so much. Welcome to the new Price is Right. And let me assure you, fans of the old Price is Right, that this is your favorite game still based on the pricing of merchandise with wonderful awards for smart shoppers. That one's still going. That one is still, still going. going, yes. With a new host, too, and it, and it works. It works, yeah. yeah. Longest running game show, actually, is The Price is Right. I feel like The Price is Right really did have the benefit of picking the correct replacement host. I think Drew Carey did a great, does a great job. He's been doing it for like 15, 15 years, years or more, already. Yeah. Like it's, It just snuck up on us. It's very it's good like, Yeah, it. it's just who hosts it now. It's just what he does, yeah. yeah. And then panel games made a comeback, and I'm talking about like Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. We remember that one probably yeah. growing up, and they've had revivals and things like that. And Match Game, I alluded to earlier, there was a lot of uh, reruns of this on the Game Show Network. Also, like in Match Game's vein, there was like Love Connection and that kind of stuff. Yeah, which the- I, I don't know if you call that a game show. It was like weird, mm. like I'm interviewing this person and that person. Kind of is. Yeah. The match game stuff was very fun because you had celebrities like half drunk, all of them. Like Charles <laughs> Nelson Riley is only famous for being on that. Yeah. You know, like Betty White's on it and shit. And I get a peek at Betty White and she's hysterical. No, I'm not. I'm I'm just I was just smiling and cheerful in my work. That's <laughs> all. You like your work? <laughs> my fault. I, I you told her some good news. Oh, you did? Alan's leaving her. <laughs> I love the raucous atmosphere of those kind of shows because they're just, they really are just celebrities messing around. Oh, absolutely. They're not serious at all. Probably one of the most popular guests on the show was Richard Dawson. So popular, in fact, you know, formerly of Hogan's Heroes, was his appearances on Match Game that it led to his hosting a new show, a Mark Goodson production, known as Family Feud Ah, Feud, in 1976. So that is a brief rundown of some other game shows here in the United States to set the stage for the context of Wheel of Fortune. But obviously, when you think Wheel of Fortune, you think King World Productions. When you think King World Productions, you think Merv Griffin. Yes, Merv Griffin. You have to talk about Merv Griffin. (sighs) Merv Griffin, the the host of the Merv Griffin show, who I guess he owned this big company because I feel like every fucking show was by (laughs) Merv Griffin when I was a kid. Pretty much. Uh, Merv Griffin, who uh, had been a singer in his day and uh, obviously a talk show host. He seems like the pre-Regis Regis. Kind of like a pre-Regis Regis. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. He was a game show host also. Regis did that. Uh, But most importantly, like Quinn said, uh, a media mogul. Right. Now, I wonder, how do you... What does it feel like to be a mogul? I, I don't know, but it, it must feel like being Merv Griffin. Because I guess so. he, he's the quintessential, like him and like Dick Clark. Yeah. Those are the guys who like they hosted something, but then they also <laughs> just like produced a bunch of shows. Yeah, behind those scenes, yeah. you better be careful. You just see their, their company name, you'd be like, What? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Dick this- Clark's name is still on the rock in New Year's Eve, man. I mean, that's his thing, right? It was his thing. Yeah. Now Merv Griffin was the one behind the very successful Jeopardy. And you know what about Jeopardy? It was canceled in 1975, and I want you to park that th- those thoughts right. right here, okay? Merv Griffin, Jeopardy, canceled in 1975. Uh, Got it? Got it. But meanwhile, Wheel of Fortune. We said earlier, facetiously, but uh, Wheel of Fortune really was based on Hangman. That's yeah, like the it's, point. It's, it's that. It's kind of got like a like a Scrabble element to it, meaning, I just mean visually. Like it looks visually. like you're looking at a Scrabble board or something. I guess it's like a mix of Scrabble and Hangman to a yeah. degree, right? And it was Merv Griffin's actual idea. Right. He thought of like, let's make a game show based on It's the actually game a Hangman. good idea because it's just so simple. Yeah. It's like if, you know, you can spell 
or you can read even yeah. like you can just play this like yeah you, know, you don't have to like be some genius or anything right it's not like jeopardy you right. know or who wants to be a millionaire and I, I do think it has an element where it's attractive to kids too especially kids first learning how to read and spell and stuff like they can watch it and like follow that, along and understand you know what let's let's pause on that for a second for me and i want to hear you too quinn and you folks obviously let us know at awm podcast for me this show is one of my earliest memories of watching television. Me too. It's like, I remember specifically a lot when I was in grade school watching it when I would come home, yeah. like while I was eating dinner or something. Yeah. It's funny because now that I think of it, I don't have much memories of the game when I didn't know how to like read or very basically understand what the fuck was happening on this show. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, think, do you, if you think about it, do you remember, like, pre being able to read to even know what's happening? I didn't know what was happening. All I knew, is, and I remember watching this was like four years old. Really, it's a really early memory. Mm-hmm. I just remember being attracted to the big, colorful wheel and like Vanna. I remember and the that part. You know, and Vanna, of and course, Vanna. Vanna but everybody's like, first crush if you're but, in our generation, right? But I mean, like the actual like when I really the mechanics watched it, of the game when yeah. I really watched it the most was probably when I first learned how to read like in first grade or oh, something yeah, yeah. you know me, what I me mean me too probably yeah. like between age like 5 to 10 yeah you know I watched it a bit I only knew about Vanna because my mom wants to see Vanna's outfits every night well that's know? one of the that, things that was, yeah. that was a whole thing that's a whole thing it really was it like really people was. like think we're joking but no, like, it was. like women wanted to see this we'll talk about that too so anyway Merv Griffin's got his idea based on Hangman and his wife she uh, makes a suggestion. She's like, well, why don't you add some kind of element to it, you know, where there's prizes, you know, like what, what kind of a hook? Yeah. And uh, Merv's idea was, well, I remember going to boardwalks and casinos and seeing these big wheels that spin around. Right. Why don't we add some kind of wheel and that'll kind of determine, you know, prizes or dollar amounts. So they filmed a pilot uh, in 1973 known as Shopper's Bazaar. This is very piloty. It is very bizarre. I yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I and and to be quite I, I want to be fair to it. Yeah. Like you can tell it's not fully formed. Oh yeah. Like they seem to be focusing on like housewives and stuff like 100%. that. One hundred percent. And like you know shopping and and sponsors up the wazoo sponsors all over the, the place. Like, it's a little too heavy on the sponsors to the point where it's like distracting. Yeah, and it's a long ass pilot. It's like a thirty minute pilot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So we're gonna take a listen in here to a quick clip of this for those of you that never heard it, and then we will talk more about this pilot of Shoppers Bazaar from nineteen seventy three. Now, ladies, remember, you must earn enough money to pay for your gifts and solve a puzzle in order to take them home. Now, our word puzzles will be a famous person, place, or a thing. You may select any letter you wish or buy a vowel. Now, if you select a letter that does not appear in the puzzle, you lose your turn. Now, here's our accounting department. The basic concept. The accounting department. So, let's continue the puzzle we were playing. They're really trying hard with this thing, Marilyn, you have the most to play for, so you go first. So, the wheel, I'm going to just make a mention here, okay? So what we're looking at here is three ladies, probably in their 20s, 30s, yeah, sitting in some kind of a living room set. Mm-hmm. And like uh, in like living room chairs and stuff. Yeah, in they're sitting in chairs. Yeah. And the wheel, this is the biggest element that's different from what we would know. The wheel is vertically mounted and it spins on its, it's, on its own. It's for them. Yes. Yeah, they have no control over it. So they have to say stop the wheel and then it like gradually slows down. All right. Oh. Okay, stop the wheel. Okay, Marilyn, you've got $200 on the board. That's so weird. Now, the person whose voice you hear is the host there, his name is Chuck Woolery. Yep. And you would probably- Very Chuck Woolery. Very Chuck Woolery. Does that man ever age? He looks the same 10 years later. 
Botox. Yeah. Now, you would probably know Chuck Willary uh, later on as the host of The Love Connection. Right. It's one of the things he did from the 80s and 90s. I'm going to remind everybody what happened yesterday. Our studio audience saw John's three choices. They voted for one. Take a look at all three women and catch you up. Also, maybe if you were born a little later, you would know him as the host of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire knockoff show, Greed. Horrible. I <laughs> think all the millionaire knockoffs stunk. I'm not a big fan even, of it. Like even somehow daytime millionaire was better than the millionaire knockoffs. You think so? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. true. Okay, okay. But and anyway, the point here with this pilot is it was very poorly received. I mean, it makes sense. It, it feels half formed. It's it's disjointed. There were some different rules. Like there was a your own clue was a rule where like if you landed on that, right. you pick up a phone and somebody tells you a clue. What, what, like, what, a millionaire the, again? Yeah, but how does yeah right? But how does the live audience even know what that is? You know, again, it's piloty. It's very it's like, piloty. Here's our idea for for this game show. Like yes. we don't know if these are the final rules. Like that's what it feels like. We don't even know if these are the final rules. It's exactly what it feels like. And one of the reasons it was uh, deemed not good is because of the slow pace of the gameplay. Right. It was confusing and it wasn't deemed exciting enough. Now it's weird. It's like watching the sausage get made. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> and, and I'm what I mean by that is Never like it's, that. it's like watching the the show get formed and built, oh, but yeah. because it's a game, it's like even weirder because it, you're seeing like the mechanics of it not there yet. Absolutely. So one of the other things to mention here, though, is it's called Shoppers Bazaar, right? Because the original thrust of the game, and we'll get into when this changed, is you don't win money, you win money quote-unquote, that you actually buy you apply, prizes with. Apply yes. towards the items that are on sale, I guess, yes. in the Shopper's Bazaar, you right? You go shopping in the game show. Do you think some of that is like the kind of um, how gambling, especially like, you know, earlier than the 80s and 60s and 70s and stuff like that, like, do you think they didn't want like a gambling element where you're winning straight up cash? I don't know because to, to make it seem more legitimate to you know, or maybe to differentiate it yeah. from everything else. Yeah, because I don't you know. were winning cash on other shows. That's at the true, time, you know. But two more pilots were made. They kept trying. Both of these were hosted by an actor named Ed Burns, and in these pilots, we have some changes, Quinn. One of the big changes is the wheel is now horizontal, the way okay. we know it today. Yep. It's spun by the contestants. There you go. And the letterboard, which in the first ever pilot was this like card thing, yeah, it, like almost like but a again card auto, catalog automated because they wanted oh look it's moving by yeah. itself right. But in this, we had a letter turner to actually Thank turn goodness the letters, and her name was Susan Stafford. All right, players, the object of the game is to earn as much money as you can so you can go shopping for those valuable prizes. We're always looking for the name of a famous person, place, or thing in our puzzle. The player who wins the most money in merchandise comes back tomorrow. This pilot, they picked it up. But I mean, this is more the show at this it, point, it right? It was, yeah. and it was renamed Wheel of Fortune at this point. Thank goodness. But Merv Griffin, now this is an urban legend. One way or another, he replaced Ed Burns. The urban legend is because he heard Ed Burns backstage reciting the vowels to himself. What? And he's like, I got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> and we don't know if that's true or not. However, who did he fall back on but... Good old Chuck Woolery. Ah, there you go. Because Chuck Woolery, give him this. He was a good game show host. He's a consummate game show He's host. He's a consummate game show host. No, you won't see him in a real show. No, He's I a- mean, you know what he thought he was going to be and what he had done prior to this, Quinn, is he was a, a singer. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a lounge singer today. <laughs> he, he could do that. He does, but he didn't do it well enough as he hosted game shows. So, 
to get to the official start of Wheel of Fortune, this was January the 6th, 1975. Okay. Hosted by Chuck Woolery and Susan Stafford as the hostess. And it was daytime on NBC at 10.30 a.m. The daytime thing is confusing to me. Well, let's park that thought again. Okay. So, daytime. A lot of game shows were on in the daytime throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I'll tell you why it feels wrong, because that's the domain of the soaps. Well, it is. There's a lot of soaps, too. Yeah. Price is Right is still a daytime game show. Yeah, but it's uh, notice it's on before the soaps. on it at, is. like, lunchtime yeah, or something, right? Yeah, it is. Right, right before, yeah. It's like, no, the soaps have, like, 1 o'clock to, like, 4. Yeah. You and don't then, mess with that. And then it was always, like, Oprah mm-hmm. and Montel and all of them, right? And Sally, Jesse. But anyway, the Wheel of Fortune show was a daytime game show initially. However, those of you saying, well, I remember the nighttime one and the daytime one at the same time. Yes, you're correct, and we will get to that. Because that happened. That did happen. So I'll just set the stage here for you. So NBC, 1030, January 6, 1975. Now, Quinn, if you recall back to Merv Griffin, Jeopardy, canceled. 1975. Ah, was this a replacement? It was compensation for canceling Jeopardy. Interesting, which is funny based on how things would turn out. Correct. Yeah. Charlie O'Donnell was the first announcer. I'm going to mention him because he was actually their longest running announcer. He, okay. You've heard his voice throughout the 90s if you watch the show, well into the 2000s. Here are the stars of our show, Pat Sajak and Battle O'Brien. So the basic rules, I think we can pretty much explain this, right? The basic rules of Wheel of Fortune is there's a puzzle category, yeah. right, Quinn? It could be per- thing. Person, place, or thing. Yeah, usually. it could be themed, you know, like yeah. before and after. They have mm-hmm. all these other ones. And you get a letter board, and it shows you how many letters there are in the puzzle. And then, obviously, the contestant spins the wheel. It will land on a dollar amount, usually, or, or bankrupt or lose your turn, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have to guess a letter. And if the letter is there, they get the money multiplied by however many times it's there. And in all of this, they have this rule that I just still... I, what's I the problem? my gears. What, what gears? So you can't use vowels unless you buy them. You have to buy a valve. $250. But why? Because they cost money, Quinn. I, for what fucking reason? Just to make the game is different? It, is it because the vowels give the puzzle away too much or something? Probably. Like, is that really why? Well, think about it. There's only five vowels, right? A-E-I-O-U. See, now I'm like Ed Burns. And sometimes why? Yeah, but it does... <laughs> No, not in Wheel of Fortune. It's yeah. not. What if someone... Does anyone ever try to buy a Y? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they only charge you 125 Yeah. Because it's the sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's also the, the in the in the final puzzle, the weird selection of R-S-T-L-N-E-Y. Because they're very common letters. Yeah. But anyway, the basic rules are you spin the wheel, you guess the letter. If you get it wrong, the next person goes. And there's kind of like whammies, so to speak. You know, the whammies are... Lose a turn, which guess what yeah. that means? Lose a turn. Yes. And at least you don't lose your money. That one's okay. No. It's like the middle ground. But if you hit one of those black bankrupt wedges, you lose yeah. your money. Boo! That thing. That thing. And you know why that was a bigger deal back in the early days of the show? Because you're losing your money to shop. Oh. See? The so, shopping is still the shopping element was not removed right oh, away. Oh no, no. It was there for a while. And the whole deal with the shopping is that you could get your winnings from your round. You could put it on your account. Right. So you could shop. What do you want to buy? Uh nine hundred and twenty five dollars. Let me see. I'd like the um Grooming accessories for three hundred and four dollars. Okay. And the flowers and plants for one hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Chuck Woolery, who I said started hosting this in January '75, he made it all the way until December of '81. Okay, uh, almost which, seven which is, years. It's notable because of when the revamp happens. There obviously. is a revamp, yeah. And the set had just changed right before he left, and the reason he left 
was due to a contract dispute with Merv Griffin. He wanted an increase to kind of be on the level of other game show hosts at the time. Mm-hmm. Merv, the game show union. Yeah, <laughs> the game show union. Uh, Merv Griffin had issues, and there you go. So here's a very brief clip from Chuck Woolery's last episode. Again, this aired on Christmas Day, 1981. It doesn't even look like 1981, Joe. It looks like shit. <laughs> Can you explain why? Too it's green. T- it's 270s. Yeah, <laughs> like all the all the stuff available. <laughs> Who wants green? Everything here. This is horrible. Well, P was a very popular also, color. That when hope chest or whatever that thing is. <laughs> Hopeless chest. TV thing that is like super 80s. Very 80s. It's weird. It's like a juxtaposition. All this stuff looks 70s, but that big wood. That's chest like very thing. 87. Yeah. <laughs> So let's hear from Chuck Wallery, uh, the intro to his very last episode of Wheel of Fortune, December 25th, 81. I see the set looks like the regular one. They had just revamped it days earlier. And it's got the spinny thing. Okay. That looks like the 80s. Christmas in New York on Wheel of Fortune. So here you go. And now, here's your host, Chuck Wallery. Yeah, I mean, this basically looks like what I'm used to. Yeah. Weird. To Weird to see Chuck Woolery, isn't it? Yeah, on like the regular set. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a quick look at Susan here. Yeah. Now, we we realize, folks, that this is an audio show. Yeah. Uh, we're just playing these for some color, you know, a little bit of uh, right. fun here. So I'm going to fade Susan this out. Now, was Susan Stafford like a Hollywood actress, like years before or something? I think she like, had been what, a, is, what is her credentials? Yeah, she was. She actually was a, okay. uh, a model, an actress, and she also was married to uh, Dick Ebersol at one point. I guess he had a thing for marrying, uh, yeah, marrying actresses. marrying people on his stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes total sense, <laughs> well, actually. NBC, right? Yeah. So Susan notice Stafford... Their, notice their marriage is, it looks like, annulled in 1981. Oh. Uh-oh. Nothing to do with Woolery, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that would be weird. Anyway... On December 28th, mark your calendars if you are a fan of this man hosting Wheel of Fortune. On December 28th, 1981, we were introduced to Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak, the host forever. Forever after to this, this day. <laughs> now, before we get to Pat's first episode, who is this guy? Yeah, who right? is Pat Sajak? Where the hell did he come from? Well, he was a radio host. Okay. And he does have a good voice for radio, actually. He's a great voice. And he actually replace the guy that inspired the movie Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, wow. Adrian Cronauer. That's pretty prestigious, right? Yes. That means he was on uh, Armed Armed Forces Forces. Radio, right. And then he became a uh, weatherman. So here's the way the forecast stands. Increasing high clouds and not quite as warm tomorrow, but still a pretty nice day. Then tomorrow night and Sunday becoming mostly cloudy with periods of rain. (laughs) <laughs> he looks like a weatherman. Very weatherman. Pat Sajak, again, he's got that... The, a got lot the of these game shows, weatherman. just like Regis, like this... Every He could just do anything, really. Like, you just put him in anything, and it would work. He does have, like, that quirky local weatherman sensibility about mm-hmm. him. A little funny. But he also... You could put him in a suit, and he'll look like a million bucks. Like, so you yeah. could put him in, like, a... Um, I could see Pat Sajak, like, in a regular movie. Like, I'm not do- even kidding. Doing what? Stuff. Like it just, <laughs> oh, oh okay. The, no, but the point is, the point is, is that he could just do anything. I think he's kind of, he's just like a utility entertainment personality. Well, we'll you find out I mean? one thing he couldn't do in a little bit. Right. But <laughs> he was a weatherman in Nashville, and then later on, Los Angeles, two very big markets, and. Pat Sajak's first episode, like I mentioned, was three days after Chuck Woolery's final. Let's take a look here. Same set and everything for those of you caring okay. about this stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Jack Clark. 
Is this like in two FPS? Shut up. Your stats at home, Chuck Woolery has not shrunk. A lot of people are playing with a vertical hold right now. As Jack mentioned, my name is Pat Sajak. And I've been fortunate enough to wander onto the set of a very successful program. Oh, he wander on some sets. One of the big reasons for that success, of course, was Chuck Woolery. Most of you know by now, he decided to leave the show to concentrate on other areas in his career. He's a very talented actor and singer and songwriter. He's not. So I want to take a minute, and I know everyone in the studio does. This is very nice. To wish Chuck nothing but the best for future success and happiness. Chuck, this is for you. Very classy. Very, very classy. What a good introduction to Pat Sajak, right? Excellent introduction. Now, Pat Sajak, see, a lot of people might not realize this. Pat Sajak was with Susan Stafford. Yeah. Throughout 82. Right. Until until until, until some earth-shattering event. Yes. So here's what happened, folks. Pat and Susan, they're the duo, right? For about right. a year. Susan decides, I'm getting the hell out of show business in October of 82. I'm I don't become- blame her. Whatever was going on with, with Dick Ebersole also. <laughs> Based I'm on going, that number I saw over there. I'm going to become a humanitarian. I'm going to... Good for her. I'm going to tell Dick Ebersole to fuck off. Yeah. And I'm not doing this Wheel of Fortune bullshit anymore. So they had, Merv Griffin did, a national search consisting of over 200 applicants to be the new hostess of right. Wheel of Fortune. There are three finalists. Summer Bartholomew, who was a former Ooh. Miss USA in 1975. Okay. You never heard of her, Quinn? Yeah. It's a weird name. I've never even heard that name. Summer? You would think I would know, but Summer Bartholomew was well, just such a juxtaposition. It's there. a mouthful. Yeah. Vicki McCarthy, a model and Playboy centerfold. Okay. And a lady named Vanna White, who was a uh, a model and a budding aspiring actress, but most famously, I think, pre-wheel, she appeared on another <laughs> game show, Quinn, in June of 80. Which show is that? The Price is Right. Yes. So she, I've seen this episode... And it's just, it feels like they randomly found, like, a superstar just out of freaking nowhere. Seriously. she's She comes on. She's stunning. Come on like, down. She, yeah. She looks nothing. She's beautiful. She looks like nothing like all these, like, regular Joes on the show. It's true. Like, it's, it's almost like, is she a plant? I'm not sure. Like, she looks way too good. And Vanna White. Come on down. Vanna, what do you bid on, man? $600 is her bid. Well, you know what, Quinn? And this is completely headcanon, fan theory type yeah. thing. She was, at that point, already an aspiring model and actress, right? Yeah, but didn't a lot of people go to The prices Right for that very reason That's what to I'm get saying. on TV? But it worked. Yeah. It worked is what I mean. Yeah, so she gets on, and I mean, it is random on prices Right. It is. So no, she, no. she gets on, and she's you know, it, it's a Price is Right appearance, but she looks she's beautiful. She looks more than just contestant on Price is Right. Yes. And thus her life is changed. And she's 23 years old yeah. on the Price is Right. Right. So all three of those ladies I mentioned, Summer Bartholomew, whose name Quinn doesn't like, right. uh, Vicki McCarthy, and <laughs> Vanna White, they rotated the hostess duties for a few months, okay? Mm-hmm. A couple of months in 82. Until Merv Griffin narrowed down his choice to Vanna White in December of 82. So just to set the stage for you here, Pat's been on the show for one year. Okay. Vanna White has her first episode. he's kind of established episode. at this point. He's established. Yeah. So December 13th, 1982, the debut of Vanna White. Here it is. Wow. <laughs> Even the crowd's like, whoa, baby. Yeah, well, like, 
You know how to pick a hostess, I ask you, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations and welcome. Thank you. you I am very excited and happy to be part of Wheel of Fortune. That's right. And this is a family you will soon grow to know and love, oh, uh, except for a couple of the uncles who we won't, we won't talk about. <laughs> anyway, it's good you to have you have, like, here. a banter. Be over I'll say this. Well, we'll Pat's good. Yeah. Pat is, like, he's a very, can we just say, Pat Sajak is... He um, makes her seem like she's always been there, like, immediately. Uh, yeah. He's a very, very good game show host. Right, I don't care yeah. what anyone else thinks of him in any other regard of his life. His hair might be bad in this era, <laughs> but... His hair's it, never good. It gets better in the, like, late 80s when he starts, like, combing it back uh, better. Right. Yeah. yeah, it actually does. You're yeah. right. But he is, a, he is a fantastic game show host, isn't right. he? Yeah, he, no, he's really good because he's he really comes good. on and he just, like, immediately, like, oh, welcome! <laughs> like, oh, is it just gonna be, like, we're family? It's, <laughs> it's gonna great. be great! Like, right? Oh, yes! If you haven't seen this clip of Anna, just find it on YouTube. That's yeah. where I found it. It's not hard. Okay, uh -huh. just just look it up. She has long brownish hair here. Yeah. It's her it's natural kind of color. Blonde sheen like, to it. Like, you think it's a sheen? It's like in the light, it reflects off or whatever. A little bit, yeah. But it's not the like bl brighter blonde that we would see sometimes right, from her. Right, but, A little darker. But boy, oh boy, I mean, she gets very, the whistles very, on the way. And yeah. like, it's like, whoa. Very striking individual. She's not normal looking let's put it that way neither is pat sajak right yeah for the record here this is still daytime on nbc we're talking uh -huh. all of this i just want to be clear about that for those of you that might not be too aware so it continued on as is picked up from the woolery era we had pat one year later we get vanna white and then in september of 1983 merv griffin decides we're doing a nighttime syndicated version of this damn show now and correct me if i'm wrong joe but I always do. Is part of this either the ratings went up or they had a confidence that they had lightning in a bottle here yes. with Vanna White? Number like, two. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. They had a confidence. I mean, the ratings, it was rocky. It was actually announced as canceled in 80. That's still under Woolery. Right. They, NBC wanted to cancel it, and Merv Griffin, there was a whole stink, and they wound up uncanceling it. But it was because Merv Griffin knew that syndicated game shows were already a commodity, a saleable right. commodity, right? Mm -hmm. So he figures, all right, well, we've got this new duo here. The show's doing well enough. Let's get a nighttime, get a whole different you know, market capture here, nighttime audience, because daytime is who, Quinn? Elderly people? Housewives. Housewives. And children. some kids coming home from school or sick. Prior to school, too. Yeah, yeah like young kids. Nighttime, that's prime access, 7 to 8 o'clock slot. You get the whole family. Yeah, your dad, mom, exactly. the kids, everyone. A, a broader net with the demographic. So they do unveil the syndicated nighttime version in September of 83, and guess what? It's still Pat. It's still Vanna. Thank goodness. It's still the same gameplay. Yeah. Higher prize budget, higher wheel values, make it a little it's more like everything exciting. Everything looks better. And now, here's your host, Pat Beja. Thank you very much. Welcome to Real Fortune. Good to have you here. And now, if you would do that one more time for our hostess, here comes Vanna White. Vanna. And it started very, very slow. Hmm. A nighttime syndication. However, within a year, by 1984, it was on 99% of TV households. Jeez. So this is this is the big moment, right? That I was told about and I I was I was a part of because it was still going on. When oh, I, yeah. Vanamania. Vanamania. Right? Where it was just like everybody, either boys had a crush, women wanted a beer. She was just... Fashion she icon. Was, she was just the shits, right? She was just amazing. Vanamania Vanna legitimately was a phenomenon, I'd say, from like the mid to late 80s. 
right? Is that about early 90s even it, still? It ran into the early 90s because there was like, I remember a lot of this like, oh, Vanna's starting a family and we have to know about that. Like 91 right? like, or something. Yeah, right? yeah it's yeah. like, it's like that became like part of it. Oh, Vanna's pregnant. Yeah. Like, Didn't yeah. that happen? Like we had to follow this woman through her like, early adulthood yeah. a, a transitioning into motherhood thing like it was like a whole big thing but it was she was very very nationally maybe even globally popular right it was a crazy thing and uh that was part of the reason of the wheel's success in nighttime syndication the other reason quinn you hit upon it earlier it's not hard to play it's so easy right it's surprising that it took them this long to figure out that this would be a big hit at night yeah not right? just for housewives and that demo because literally like the family's maybe eating dinner, maybe eating a late dinner because it was 7.30 when I was growing up. Or just finished eating dinner. Or just finished and, you know, you finish Jeopardy and this comes on and everybody can play. You don't have to be some wizard like when Jeopardy's on, right? Yeah. Or you're like only like your dad and mom are answering the questions and like that's you're like, what? Me, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's true. Yeah. There's a broad appeal with kids. You know, interesting you mentioned Jeopardy. It was in the uh, fall season of 1984 that we did get the modern revival of Jeopardy. And this Jeopardy also was kind of a, a hit, right? Big hit. Big, big hit, hit. Big hit. And so they, they one-two punched it with these two right next to each other. It was like this hour of game shows. It's the ultimate trivia game ever. Play the trivia game with a twist. Jeopardy. It's almost as good as Wheel of Fortune. Are you kidding we give away cash. You guys just give away prizes. Yeah, but uh, maybe so, but uh, I have uh, Vanna. <laughs> That hadn't been done to that great of a degree. I mean, Family Feud was a, had a nighttime version. And guess what? Wheel actually surpassed it in ratings in 1984. That makes sense. That's a big deal. Because Family Feud was like a juggernaut with Richard Dawson and all that for all those years. But Vanamania. But Vanamania. I mean, it, there's no denying <laughs> it. That's, that's the thing. It's like, you can't understate how crazy the popularity of Vanna White was. It was like insane. It right? was absolutely insane. Like Quinn, yes. people were it's all she does is just turn letters and makes like a nice comment at the end. Like, <laughs> like that's it. Like she barely talks. She yeah. barely talks. Pat's getting no love here, but he's doing he's he's he you, you hear from him most of the time and everyone's like, shut up, Pat. We want Vanna, right? <laughs> it's true though. Turn the focus on Vanna. That was the prevailing thought. So Wheel of Fortune things are looking good here as it's on the air for almost ten years. It's has its daytime things still going, right? Mm -hmm. Pat and Vanna, a really good duo here what else could be on the horizon for the wheel where is that wheel gonna land and what is the answer to this puzzle well guess what we're gonna be back in the second half here for more on the syndicated nighttime more on the nbc daytime more wheel of fortune right here on acid wash memories Dear McDonald's, letters are my life. So believe me, the letters McD, L, and T don't do your scrumptious burger justice. It's not just lettuce and tomato. It's the works. Come on, spell it out. Love, Vanna White. Whatever you say, Vanna. So call it the hot side hot, cool side cool, every delicious thing you could want on a hamburger, hamburger. Or just call it McDLT, the one with the works. Some of this week's contestants may receive all new editions of Wheel of Fortune featuring Vanna White and Jeopardy featuring Alex Trebek for play on the 16-bit Super Nintendo Entertainment System and the Sega Genesis System. Catch the Pat Sajak Show tonight.
Don't worry about Vanna White. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. And welcome back to Acid Wash Memories Retro Pop Culture Celebration. Today we're talking, of course, about Wheel of Fortune. I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. Hello there, Michael. Hi. I gotta say, this is the first time we've done an episode on a game show. It is. And I'm having fun doing it. Oh, it's a game. It's fun, It right? is. <laughs> Exactly. It should be. Well, it should yeah. be a fun time. It should be a fun time. Folks, we hope you're having a fun time here. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter if you don't at AWM Podcast. And also, please join our Facebook group if you have a Facebook. Yes, and the- talk about all your Vanamania memories. Yeah. And we, we do want to hear from you. Don't forget Pat Sajak Mania as well. Sajak Mania. Underrated Say, it, Mania. It, it, was a, it was a very underrated so Mania. Lesser Mania. Yeah. One thing I do want to find out from you guys that are uh, listening to this. We were talking about the syndication version, version, uh, which is the one that's still on to this day. In most of the country, now and since the early 90s, ABC is the one that picks this I mean, up. In my brain, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen this on NBC, ever. In the New York metropolitan area, it's, it's always been on ABC. Well, here's the thing, right? I can't find specific details on where it's on. I mean, I can't like look all that up. I know right? there's certain people who've told me it's like on NBC, yeah. like where they live, and I'm like, excuse me, like so I, what? What we want to hear from you if you're in the United States is what channel is this on? Is it on an ABC, NBC, whatever it is, right? Number two, there are syndication packages, you know, that certain affiliates have where. The order is flipped Which and Wheel is on before Jeopardy. It's like heresy. It's, it's, it's like, fucked up. It's Jeopardy first, then Wheel. How does it? How is that not understood? Right, like Wheel's the cooldown from Jeopardy, right? Right, because Jeopardy's so damn intense. Right, right? you need to you just... always get that final Jeopardy, and you're like, woof, like <laughs> yeah. damn, that was that was rough. And it's like, well, ah, fun. And Vanna was like, Vanna's like, oh, look at the prizes. And Pat's like, oh, quirky or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's much better. I remember being up in uh, Clinton, New York, the one near Syracuse, uh, Utica, whatever that friggin' part of New York for family reunions of my grandmother's cousins or some shit when I was like 8, yeah. 9, 10. That ages, right? And up there on their ABC affiliate, it was Wheel first and then Jeopardy. Bullshit. And I complained to <laughs> I my grandfather like about it. <laughs> like, Good. It deserved a complaint to your grandfather about it. I was like, what it. is this? This doesn't work. So like, I don't know, kid. This is just how it is here. <laughs> yeah, your grandpa's like, why is he asking yeah, me? Yeah, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you want me to call him up? Like, <laughs> so I want to hear from you guys. Which one's on first in your area? <laughs> it's amazing that you complained to him. I was mad like at him. He, like he could do anything. About, like, I he, was like eight. <laughs> what's he do? Let, let me turn it off. Videotape it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we can watch in the right order. Yeah, exactly. So we want to hear from you uh, here in the U.S., which is on first, where you live, Jeopardy or Wheel, and is it on an ABC station or not? It's weird how important that is, and I'm be- I bet you to the people that's in the reverse, they're like, this is screwed up. Like, what do you mean it's on it's second? Like, uh, it's probably the same thing. Now, another thing, though, Quinn, that I was able to confirm because I swore, yeah, I'm a little bit older than Quinn, like nine months older. But when you're when you're like four, that's a big difference it in matters, terms of memory, yeah. right? So I swore for years that I remembered watching Wheel of Fortune at night on CBS, not I don't, ABC. Again, I don't ever remember this because because so, my mom was literally like, "Turn it on seven or right, whatever," right, sure. like because whatever it was on before, yeah, not two. I had this memory of seeing it in the TV Guide grid. And my grandmother telling me when it switched that it's now on Channel 7. So I finally got my answer after like 30-something years here. Mm -hmm. In 1990 is when it switched in our specific market from CBS to ABC, which is why you don't remember it, but I do. (laughs) 
There's only one Vanna White on Wheel of Fortune, weeknights at 7.30 on Channel 2. Weird. It was on CBS, not NBC? Yes, and not ABC. I know, but I'm saying because I thought it was an NBC show. But it's syndicated, so it doesn't matter. Whoa, that's even weirder that it was on CBS. So I wasn't wrong. I was just, I I vindicated myself, and I'm sure you're all really happy for me. Now, we probably already, like, weirded people out by saying those numbers. Because it's like... Seven and two, you mean? So just just for some background for folks, in our area, two is CBS, four is NBC, five is Fox. And seven is ABC. Seven is ABC. And it's been yeah. that way since... It's been that way since ever. the beginning of time. Yeah, pretty, like, pretty much. <laughs> but we don't want to leave out all the international fans here. We know we have fans in the UK. And there is a Wheel of Fortune British version. John Leslie and Jenny Cobb. There is Australian Wheel of Fortune. Mikey. And now, here's the number one wheelie, John Once again to Wheel of Fortune. Hosted by a kangaroo. Yeah. There is New Zealand Wheel of Fortune, and their slogan is, we're not Australia. Wheel of Fortune. Now here's the man with all the clues, Billy Policeman. Welcome along, everyone. Wheel of Fortune time again. Here we are on a Wednesday night. But there's also versions in Brazil. It's called Roda a Roda. There's a version in Denmark known as Lekulden. There's a version. <laughs> see, in- <laughs> now I want to see all these host combinations on all of these. Like, what are they? Or is it just Vanna with subtitles? No, like- I don't know. It's their own version. <laughs> there's an Italian version. Of course there is. La Ruota de la Fortuna. And there is a Spanish version. La Ruleta de la Fortuna. Interesting. Aren't you glad you know this, Quinn? Aren't the, you glad we're doing you know. this? The more that you know, folks. Anyway, let's get back to the history of Wheel of Fortune here. So, Vanamania continues, Quinn, throughout the 80s. Right. As we were talking about, Vanna White, unexpectedly or perhaps calculatedly, I'm not sure, caught fire. Do you think it was a calculated decision? If At the beginning, like, they had to know a little bit, right? That this was going to draw I, eyes. There's probably no reason they, they would ever think that this would be, like, some phenomenon or something. Like, Good right? Point. Like, there's no way to predict something like that. Okay. But as far as hey, she's good looking, like I, I mean, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take right? a genius to figure that out. It doesn't. That's why we're watching Wheel of Fortune, right? Exactly. It it's not in jeopardy, Jeez. right? Uh, in 1988, though, there's an announcement, and it actually affects Wheel of Fortune. CBS announces that Pat Sajak is going to. Uh, <laughs> what was this? Going to host late night talk show does this intersect with the talk show wars somehow well we talked about the (laughs) when we did our late night wars with you know um leno and letterman we mentioned the show in passing as like an attempt at competing with johnny carson right everybody wanted their own (laughs) now you know on its surface like i said like no well like i said about pat sajak what I, i keep saying regis as the comparison but it's like a you know he's good at hosting things like yeah but regis did daytime right I understand that. I think he didn't compete against Johnny Carson. The difference is that the monologue, right? I mean, that's not the domain of the game show host. No, it's not because you just do like a brief intro, and sometimes you do that outro where you're like, "I'm going skiing this weekend" or whatever. <laughs> like it's like some shit like that. Vanna, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not really sure, Pat. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, game show host. If you're a good one, you're quippy, and you do have a sense of humor. You're quippy. Yeah, just not for a monologue. Yeah. I think probably Pat is fine for interviewing guests or whatever. Like, that seems, like, fine. Well, you know what he did for a while in the 90s? He was a regular replacement for uh, Larry King. Yeah, it makes total sense. That's something that he'd be good at, because you don't have to be that funny. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. The producers of this show saw in him. They Uh. said, well, 
90% of the time on a late night show, you're not doing the monologue. You're just, you're in a chair and people and you're come talking and talk to, people. to you. You're yeah. right, you're right. You know what I mean? They just figured, eh, he, maybe he could get good at the monologue. <laughs> yeah, right? that, yeah. that, that, that's the attitude, though. And, but it failed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my hair look all right tonight? I'm, I'm a little, I got a new haircut today. I'm, I'm a little concerned about it. Thank you. Actually, uh, three guys uh, forced it on me in an airport restroom, so this is... <laughs> Listen, like him, like him as a game yeah. show host, but I, I don't know how anyone looks at this guy and says, yeah, he'll be fine to go on head to head with Johnny Carson. Yeah, it, it, against Johnny Carson, no. <laughs> maybe against like Dave and Jay competing, like maybe he could get the table scraps, but that's not even what they did. No, that's yeah. not what happened. So the Pat Sajak show is announced in 1988. Pat's final daytime Wheel of Fortune is January 9th, 1989. And the reason I specified that is because... Pat knew well enough, I'm not leaving the nighttime version. The, the nighttime is the bread and butter. <laughs> right. By that point, it had become like, that's where the mania is and like yes. the one that matters. It's like the prime Wheel of Fortune timeline. More people see yeah. it, you know? And the, the, the best Wheel of Fortune canon. So it's, this is kind of weird because it's a goodbye to, to some of you and uh, because I've been doing the show about seven years now and this is my last daytime Wheel of Fortune. But I will continue uh, to be on the nighttime show and I know we'll be seeing a lot of you there. So Pat leaves the daytime version, his last episode, like I said, January 9th, 89, which means we need a new host. So we uh, decide upon a former place kicker for the uh, San Diego Chargers. I've seen this. It's not good. From 1977 to 1986. Hell of a nice guy. Do not, like, well regarded as, like, a very nice man, but his prior TV experience amounted to being interviewed, and (laughs) Merv Griffin's like, oh, he'd be good to host a show. And running around on the sports field. Yeah. We're talking about Rolf Bernischka and his uh, first... What, an, what, what a name of a game show host. <laughs> yes, it is. His first episode was January 10th, 89, but they did run a uh, a pre-debut promo here. You know, you know when it's bad? Just yeah. I'm going to say this. You know when it's bad? When Vanna's the veteran. Well, like, yeah, And has to like point. shuffle him along, right? That's not good. <laughs> it's crazy to me that not only did someone think Pat Sajak should be a late-night show host, they were like, well, this kicker... That's never, ever hosted anything or starred or acted or done anything in TV. He'd be a good game show host. I'm just going to say this right before we play this. How much do you want to bet that because we're in the height of Vanamania, they're like, Vanna White is the draw. We don't, like, people will watch it anyway. I would probably give you that. Yeah. Uh, And another thing about Rolf, though, again, I'm not trying to shit on the guy because he actually, he only hosted, by the way, until June 30th, 89. Okay. Okay, so five months. That didn't go well. It didn't go well, but he did get better as the run went on. But right. here's a here's a little promo for okay. you, just to give you an idea. The word is out. Vanna's being seen with a new guy. Hi, I'm Rolf Nerska, inviting you to join Vanna hey. and me for the biggest kick of my life. Mm. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Starting Tuesday. Rolf and Vanna, it says at the bottom right. I know. <laughs> like, that. That's the, new, that's the new combo. That's right the there. combo. Rolf and Vanna. Now... You can tell by that promo they're like focusing on Vanna and Rolf is like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll give him this. He's got the look of a game show host, which he, is. He, he does. I'll give him not that. Not everyone looks like I'll a game show that, host. But I mean, even in that promo, it just looks like, hey, Vanna's still on it. <laughs> Did you know? Did, Vanna's still on the show. I played football. Yeah. E- e. This guy's just going <laughs> to, yeah, you yeah. know, he's going to be there for two seconds and <laughs> the camera goes on Vanna. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. so. So the Rolf Bernischka version. Uh, was not very well regarded. However, I know at least one of our fans that likes him a lot. So hi, Jeff. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the show was canceled, and not because of Rolf, and not because of Rolf. Okay? okay, the show was canceled by NBC in June of '89. The daytime, 
Just the daytime. So CBS said, fuck it, we'll pick it up. We don't care. <laughs> so on July 17th, 1989, we moved to CBS daytime, but no Rolf. Yeah. So they knew. <laughs> they knew. Yeah, like, like, you're not coming over here with right. this Rolf stuff. So the host of the daytime. We didn't, we didn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, we like Vanna. We, we, we need Vanna. We, we, she is 90% of the show. Right. But, but you need to fill in that 10% with something better than this. No Rolf. Two points here. This is where the shopping element was eliminated in the daytime version when the move when yeah. it moved to CBS. So it's amazing it went that long. Eighty nine, right? And this is where now you're winning money. It's and that's just all, all your money, win. and there's yes. like the prize at the end. The end prize, right? Final fortune. Yes, I'm just calling it that because it's like final jeopardy. It's yeah. the same fucking I got thing. It, Quinn, yeah. Yes, <laughs> like final fortune. But the host here was Bob Goen, and he's ain't bad. This he Bob is not Goen bad. Yeah. That's the thing. He had previously worked for ESPN. He did other. He looks like a, if you Google game show host, you'll find Bob. You'll Goen. find Bob Goen, man. He he went on to do other things. He was on Entertainment Tonight. He right. hosted later game shows. Slick, professional, yeah. composed, not Rolf. And here's just a a little clip from a Bob Goen era Wheel of Fortune Daytime Edition. And then I'll tell you a personal anecdote after this, okay? Okay. Wheel By the way, this theme. Very good. Listen to it. <laughs> and our hostess, Vanna White. Hi. Hi. And thank you, Charlie O'Donnell. Our, uh, Aren't she like in the grass or what the fuck was that? So, well, welcome one and all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're going to thank yourself because today we're continuing our special summer vacation. He's very Kansas. fine, right? Like he's 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 bog standard. Like it's not offensive or anything. He's Woolery-ish. Yeah, right. Yeah. He hi. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I'm a there's, game show host. There's nothing. It's not like it would it wouldn't alarm you, right? Right. <laughs> right. It, it, that's that's the best I can say about. It. There's yeah. nothing special. But no, there's no, nothing no. alarming. Like. What? Like, how is this guy hosting? Yeah. yeah. He's just like, hi, I'm a game show host. Right. Kind of like Chuck. Yeah. yeah. That's why Pat's different, because Pat's like, oh, I'm Pat Sage. I don't know. <laughs> There's something. Yeah, there, the quirkiness is yeah. kind of like, oh, he's a little bit more than a game. Like, yeah. a little, like a, a tad more yeah. than a game show there's host. Some, there's some character here. Yeah. Uh, so, like we mentioned, this was on CBS, but it was only on CBS, Quinn, until January 14th, 1991. Mm. Daytime. I'm reminding everyone, daytime, we're this talking brief about. brief 89 to 91 thing. CBS. And then guess what happened? They canceled it. Yeah, it went back to NBC. <laughs> Wait, how the hell did they get back involved in this? They picked it up again. Now, this is where my anecdote picks up. So I was five years old around this time, four or five years old. Now, I don't remember, remember this whole daytime thing is foggy to me, I know. so I have no input here. So here's the deal. I knew that Pat Sajak... Uh, had had his own show because my parents like told me mm -hmm. you know what i mean it wasn't that observant but they told me and i hadn't seen a daytime wheel really but one day i happened to turn it on and i'm pretty sure it was the nbc 91 version it might have been the cbs 91 okay. and i'm like who is bob knowing i heard his name wrong <laughs> and my mom's like it's bob going and i'm like i don't like this guy and i turned it off <laughs> oh wow you were that you did you really didn't like him i, I gotta be honest with you he's not pat he wasn't Pat. I loved Wheel of Fortune as a kid. I'm not exaggerating. As a kid. Yeah. I loved it more when I was so like were age four or five than ever. You were extremely picky about it. It has to be Pat and Van. Wouldn't like, you it, be? It, it cannot be anybody else. If young little Michael Quinn turned this on at age five, you would have probably I, had I, the same. It probably would do the same. Like, who is this guy? Mom. The, the difference is I never got the opportunity to experience any of these alternative situations. Well, I know. You were like, strictly nighttime yeah. kind of guy. I know that. Uh, but anyway, it aired on NBC with new episodes until... Drum roll, Quinn. Finally, August 30th, 1991 was the last new episode. This feels like 
prime Wheel of Fortune. This is like yeah. the like we're focused on the nighttime, night, nighttime, and the nighttime is the show. Yes, none of this double double life going on here for correct. Wheel of Fortune. No, it's correct. So the nighttime version, meanwhile, uh, the shopping element on that one was eliminated earlier than the day the daytime. Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing the shopping element. We wouldn't being we part were, of it. We were too young, and it was yeah. eliminated in October of eighty seven. In fact, I remember watching some old episodes on YouTube and being like, "Shopping, like what? Yeah. What the what the hell is this? Yeah." Like with Vanna involved, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I don't remember it. Uh, it was eliminated in '87. We right. were too young for that, uh, folks. If you remember it, did you like it? Did you like the shopping part? It seems boring to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're just watching people pick out shit. But here's the thing: is the one thing they retained, it seems at least, yes, is the the like concept that like the prizes are like in the background. Like oh the, yeah, they the, did that like, for aesthetics, right? I remember for like an entire season, Joe, that there was like. <laughs> This enormous fucking boat, like behind. Yeah, them. I remember the boat. It was big. I remember like, it was the like boat. Bigger than the the letterboard. Like it was massive. When would you say this was? Like ninety three ish or something? It was like closest to the board, which made it even I remember weirder. What you mean? And like that middle thing where there's like a patio or whatever that shit is. <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean. And there's always like a car more near the contestants. Yeah. But it's funny though. They, you're right. I didn't even think of that. For aesthetics, they just kept the prizes right where they were. They're like, this the is the stuff that you could get. And sometimes if the prize was like pretty fucking crazy, like they would keep it behind a curtain and then like they show would. it off. Like it, like sometimes out of nowhere, they'd have some like really like insane thing. Like a like, new brain or something. Yeah, like a new body. Like it's just, there it is, right? Robocop. <laughs> we're going we're to transfer you. <laughs> uh, no. But it, and, and sometimes it would be, sometimes it would also be something small like a like ridiculous amount diamond necklace like yeah. it's like it's like way too it's like $25,000 diamond necklace yes. like insane but it's tiny it's tiny but it's like worth a lot of money yep. I remember they used to have that big $25,000 like sign also yeah that was the other thing is sometimes they would randomly like and we're just fucking giving away cash <laughs> this time like it's like and then like the sign of the money lighting up comes down and I it's like it. to denote that you're getting it exactly so some of the changes that took place on this show over the years both day or nighttime version uh is the theme song now the original theme song from 75 until 83 stinks <laughs> stinks and it was known as big wheels and quinn there's no way you would ever guess who wrote this merv griffin alan thick really yes so cribbing <laughs> this while he's doing growing pains <laughs> well before yeah. growing pains it wasn't even in pain yet what did he write the growing pains theme too that's, you know, it's he, possible, he might right? have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, blurred lines as far as that is concerned. That's not necessary. Let's hear uh, Big Wheels here. This is 75 to 83. It has a chant. Yeah. They already had this. Yes. <laughs> Underwhelming. I mean, it's like every 70s thing ever. It's very family feud-ish. Like, it just sounds yeah. like a Mark Goodson production, doesn't it? It's something that you would see where the camera's like muddy. <laughs> and like you know how you know that seventies look, like oh, New York's all screwed up. Yeah, like this actually sounds like a seventies sitcom intro here. Yeah, people have bell bottoms. Well, it was a it was a look, man. Yeah, everyone had them. It. I it, hate it. it. <laughs> I hate this. I was gonna say it's not a bad song, but it's not Wheel of Fortune. To yeah. Me. Now, 
the most famous song, which had a couple of, of iterations. We're going to play two of them. This one to me is like the foundation, right? It's like this is the song that everyone freaking knows. When right? they think wheel, I think they think this yeah, song. But, yeah, but this is the song they would like modify yes. because they knew. This, right? is, this is called Changing Keys, debuted in 83. This one was, in fact, Quinn, written by Merv Griffin. And this one's associated with Vanamania to me. It is. No, yeah, this like, is a Vanna era, but right. 100%. So this one here is 83 to 89, and as such, it sounds like the 80s, this yeah. version. So let's check out Changing Keys 83 to 89. I love the this intro. Yep. Yeah, I love that thing. Now, this one's really, like, peppy. Yeah, I've always liked this one, actually. It's very K- attention Kmart shoppers to me. Right. I don't know. Now, to me, it's between this one and the next one for, like, the the ones that I like the most. Because this one's kind of nice, too. Oh, yeah. The one that came after this, 89 to 92, I think, to me, is, like, my... Absolutely. I think my this favorite. Is the, this is the one I remember the most. Yeah, this like, is the one... This is absolutely it, and I loved it. So this is the 89 to 92, which is insane that it was only for a few years like that. It feels like it was longer. This is the one with the sax, right? This is the one with the sax. This is the best version. The the one after this ain't bad either, by the way. We'll do that one too. So you might remember this one, folks. So good. Classic. It's just great. Like, oh my God. (laughs) How does it get any better than this? Listen to that. Fabulous prizes. I also would always feel like when this was playing at the end, like I would be so happy. I'd be like, I'm ready to go on with my night. (laughs) You're ready to just continue on there and watch TGIF or something, huh, Quinn? Yeah. Now, I bet you folks didn't think that you were getting all of this lovely music choices here today. Right. But this is what we do here on Ask to Watch it Memories. Is. Let's bring I mean, up we got to have memories. those memories. Music is part of the memory to me. <laughs> Leave those memories alone yeah. here. Here is the 1994 to 97 version. I don't know what happened in 1993. I'm just going by what it says. Yeah, this is that, like, casino world music. It's like, oh, we're in we're in Vegas or something. I, I, don't, I don't like this, Quinn. they got to turn that they off. They would always do that <laughs> shit. And then there was uh, one last version of Changing Keys that was done. Let's hear what this one is. Remember this one? Yeah. This is 97 to 2000. They kept going with this, like, um... This is like hip-hop, Quinn. The beat. Sort of. The beat is. But they kept... I, I feel like they kept going with this, like... It's got an element of class to it, and they, they took out its, like, synthy nature as it went along. Like, they and, they, and its smoothness with the sax and stuff. Sounds like the Cosby Show theme. It's too much. <laughs> That one. Anyway, then they changed the song in 2000 to Happy Wheels. And I got to tell you, although I remember it, it never resonated with me. And maybe it's because I was an angsty teenager, Michael Quinn, when they changed it. But everyone's still always like, I don't care how old you got, but it felt like Wheel was something you turned on into your like high school year, like when you were just bored or something. Like I'd watched it in my 30s, man. Yeah. I'm still in my 30s. Yeah. I've watched it. I've watched, me too. I'm just saying, it's like, after you get old enough, it's like once a decade you go into like a Wheel of Fortune mode where you're just watching it for some reason every night because it just you watched it once and then it's like, eh, how about tonight? How about tonight? Like, well, and then you watch for like a week or two and you're like, 
Okay. Like, I've gotten enough Wheel of Fortune for 10 years. Folks, if you still watch it out there, let us know. Yeah. Maybe some people do on a nightly basis. Some people, mm-hmm. it's still very popular. Yeah, it's true. To this day. So here is the, uh, this is the last clip we're going to play. Don't worry. This is Happy Wheels, a new song that was uh, unveiled in the year 2000. And various versions of this, Quinn, lasted until 2021. Because what? in 2021, they brought back a new version we of gotta Changing Keys. We got to hear this, this new, new version after this. Okay. Just, just for finality. Okay, for finality. But here is a Happy Wheels. Maybe you remember this one. Debuted in the year 2000. Yeah, I remember this. Now this... Yeah, this one's really... Classing it up... So it, I swear, I was saying this to you before the show. Yeah. I swear we're in like, like, um, like Casino Night Zone in like Sonic the Hedgehog or some shit. Let's see. Doesn't it? It is though, man. I mean, you could just do the bong, 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 <laughs> like, like go in the, go in the little slot machine You're and right, everything. You're right though. You're right. Uh, all right. Let, let's see if we can, uh, track down this Tracking new version out here. Changing Keys 2021. Yep. So you remember the old theme that the last several years we had the theme. Thank I goodness he brought this up. I'll give $100 right now if you can hum last year's theme. Nobody knew it. Everybody knew it. <laughs> and that's, it's back. So isn't that exciting? Yes. Yeah, and the music throughout the show is very They finally nice. realized so, the other theme we'll sucked. That's music. great. Bye. Bye, Jim. Goodbye. There it is. Yeah. Hit it. Peppier. Oh, yep. that's it. That's all we get. Oh, it's funny that Vanna and Pat going over like the music canon <laughs> yeah. like briefly. It's like nobody really liked that other song. We had it for like twenty years <laughs> and it sucked. You don't remember it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, one of the other notable things about Wheel of Fortune is obviously the puzzle board. Right. The reason there was a letter turner to begin with, with Susan Stafford, is because they initially did want to have an automated letter board, mm-hmm. but they didn't finish it in time for the debut. Aha. Uh-huh. So they decided, well, we'll just have someone do it. That concept stuck. Right. So they kept Vanna. But in February of 1997. I remember this. It it was such a big deal. Vanna's like, oh, my job is easier (laughs) now or whatever. (laughs) What they did is they switched from like the, you know, what do they call it? Pylons or whatever that you turn. Yeah. To individual monitors that are touch activated. And this, okay. First of all, there's two things with this, right? On one hand. In 97, this seemed like, whoa, high tech. Like, what the hell? She's touching a screen and it's changing. That's crazy, right? On the other hand, it's literally like, (laughs) they don't really need to do that. And it's just like a convoluted way to keep Vanna turning letters. Correct. Right? Because they can also activate automatically. They can have them do it, I mean, from the booth or whatever. So it's just a silly little thing. But I remember thinking that this was just amazing this was a huge deal so if you were i was like i want to i want to go up there with van and press the the things or whatever what things the 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 touch screens okay just making sure i really did though (laughs) i I was like very interested in this as a kid because touchscreen technology was like not everywhere in in the 90s god no no no, that was if you're you might find it in like a mall like on display or something like some screen you're the dipping dots yeah fucking bullshit yeah all the bullshit crap in the mall yeah (laughs) yeah presenting our new Puzzle board. Oh, 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 I'm all goosebumpy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you were wondering when they switched from the old school board that you actually turned the letters to the touchscreen, it was February of 97. And then just last year as a press time in 2022, they actually switched that from individual monitors to just one giant wall that's just, you know, 
it's it's more precise, so it's she can precise. actually type tap a place on the giant monitor yeah. to get what she wants. Correct, exactly right. And obviously, all, all there just simply to keep Vanna's job. That's literally why. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, and that's fine. I mean, it, yeah. they're they're. I mean, Vanna. Let's ho- engineer this thing so <laughs> Vanna White can still th- do the thing. Hey, if you recall, Vanna hosted not too long ago for a little while because that Pat, was fun. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, Remember, she actually like everyone was proud. They're like, yeah, finally, Vanna. On your behalf. That is correct. One of the things I found out while looking into this one is there are people that are really fanatical about game shows and things and like, mm. oof. Um, so we're not here to provide like a comprehensive history. I watch them for fun. Yeah. I, I, I don't have like a well, fanatical I, I thought of this. So if we miss any details, listen, we're sorry. We're sorry. I just want to be honest about that. But We do, we do like the theme though. Love the theme yeah. and love the host and yeah. hostess. Various puzzle categories were added and taken away over the years. I want to talk about the announcers real quick because, you know, people are into announcers. So Charlie O'Donnell was the one that started in the very beginning in 75. Right. He was the announcer that, like, you and I grew up with also. Yeah. But he only hosted until 80 initially because remember when I said earlier NBC canceled the show? Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll leave. And then they uncanceled it, but he was already gone. So, <laughs> whoops. He wound up coming back in 88 and staying until he died in 2010, Whoa. Charlie O'Donnell. To fill in for him was an announcer named Jack Clark, who had hosted Password and $25,000 Pyramid and $100,000 Pyramid. Tackle the toughest trail in this $15,900 Bronco 2. And then he died in 88, which is why Charlie O'Donnell came I back. See. Meanwhile, there was another announcer known as M.G. Kelly, which is short for Machine Gun Kelly. And no, I'm not making that up. And he, Wait, 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 what? A different Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, it's not him. The gangster or the rapper? The rap. Rap, rock, pop, punk rapper. Yeah. <laughs> no. Really? It's not? That's no, just a coincidence. There's another machine. There's a third Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, this is the second. And then the newest one is a different one. I see. <laughs> Weird. Too many. There's more than one uh, Bach also, Johan yeah. Bach. Never mind. And now, here's your host, Pat Sajak. Hi. Thank you very much. Thanks, MG, and uh, welcome to Real Fortune. Nice to have you with us. But you know who else was a fill-in for uh, Jack Clark when he was ill and also an occasional sub in the 90s? Jeopardy's own Johnny Olsen. Ah. This is Jeopardy himself. This is Jeopardy. Very good announcer. That guy. He also, uh, speaking of him, there was that famous April Fool's Day 97 bit. You ever see that, Quinn? I think I have. Where Pat Sajak just hosted Jeopardy like it was nothing. Yes, yes, I did see it. And Alex Trebek hosted Wheel and yep, Pat and Vanna were like the contestants. The flip. Yeah. So, you know what? Because we're here, because we're doing it, here is Pat Sajak hosting Jeopardy. Now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Pat Sajak. Thank you. They didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Everyone's like, what? Hey, everybody, welcome to Jeopardy. Glad you could be here on our April 1st edition. I know Paul is glad to be here because he had a great like day on last he show. He, like, no-sells that it's weird that he's here. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's like, wait, what? Tackle you behind the line <laughs> what the hell's screaming. happening? Hurt you, pummel you. Perhaps I'm overstating the case. In any event, let's get to our uh, By the way, Jeopardy good Pat Sajak hair <laughs> at this point. Well, I mean, relative to... His mid-90s hair is, like, prime Pat Sajak hair. Calm down. It's true. <laughs> I, 
You know what? Because he had that crap in the, th- the floppy <laughs> thing in the eighties. It's awful. That you know what? You're right. You're yeah. Right. So what? But we, what is good Alex Trebek hair? That's a that's a, mm, a very important question. I don't know about that. But yeah. why don't we see Alex Trebek hosting the Jeopardy? Okay. Now I have done this show before as well. I was the guest host for an entire week once, and I must have done such a good like job. Like eighty or something. The producers couldn't wait to ask me back, and so here I am today. 16 years later. <laughs> yeah, see? I think he's got his glasses with him. Well, he's got to be able to see. Yeah. And now, ladies and Who's gentlemen, that lady? <laughs> um, fortune, so let's that meet is... The Johnny, now is that Alex's studio, wife or something? Weird. She's I think it's his wife. Most popular letter turner turned letter activator. She's the mother of... Oh, Here. wait, Vanna's... Oh, oh, Vanna Pat. Oh, this is really all over the place. Yeah. I noticed Johnny Olsen's announcing. Yeah. The Jeopardy announcer? Who, who, are, who are the other? There's three. So just Pat two. and who else? It's just the two of them. It is. Really? Yes. Former DJ and TV America. Yeah, they're playing for charity, obviously. It's only two? Yes. It's a... I mean, Alex Trebek is hosting it. Is that okay? Yeah, it's not. I admire your courage because I'm often asked... When are you going to be a contestant on your show? And I say never, even in a super senior's This tournament. is so weird. <laughs> you never saw this, have you? Also, like, extremely, like, Jill Taylor hair. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm nervous. Shouldn't be. No? No, not Why? at all. Because they tell me, the staff tells me that both of you have become so good at figuring out these puzzles. I mean, it's just letters. Yeah. It's just words. Mm-hmm. It's not that, the vocabulary is never that extensive. No offense. Anyway, okay. The current announcer is Jim Thornton, and I don't care. So let's talk about the legacy, Quinn, of Wheel of Fortune, because obviously we've run down a lot of the history here. I think Wheel of Fortune, you know, the merchandising oh God. that they were able to pull the off. Video with that. Games, right. The video games, the board games, Tiger game. Electronics, Wheel of Fortune, yeah. like the, all this horseshit that you could get. The Super Nintendo video game that we talked about video games last week wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It really, like, it honestly wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play against the computer? I don't know! I had the board game. One thing about Wheelquin is the, uh, we said it's the second longest, I guess we should say, game show because Price is Right. That's true. 51 years, or yeah, as a press time. Uh, but it's the longest running syndicated game show right now. It's got to be, right? 40 years. Is, is, is Price is Right not syndicated? Though? CBS. It's exclusive, huh? Yeah, that's an oh, actual wow. it's a franchise show. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason for this is because, like we were saying at the beginning, easy to watch, easy to play. Kids can watch it. Good hosts. Grandparents. Can, that does matter. Can you explain at least a little bit why you think that matters, the hosting part of it? It's just like a warm blanket or something, yeah, okay. right? It's yeah. like it's just security. Oh, I know these people. I've known them my whole life. I can just turn it on and I'm fine. Like, you know, like it, it does help. I do wonder where they would go because one day Pat and Vanna have to retire, right? You would like, think. And at this point, in time, you know, I always thought, you know, maybe Pat would retire first and then Vanna because they're, you know, a couple years apart or whatever. Ten years, yeah. They're ten years apart. But at this point, they've both been around so damn long, it's like they might as well just go out together, right? And just like fresh so. slate Clean break. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's no way this show goes away when Pat and Vanna do, right? 
no, there's too much money on the table. Like they would have to continue it. And then it becomes like, do you want to find like essentially just like an equivalent, but they're right. younger yeah, young or equivalent. do you want to find them a little older so that the older audience feels comfortable or like, how do you want to even like do that? That's like, a great point. You know actually. what I mean? Like there's so many like questions. I mean, they family feud was able to find a really good answer to that with finally hitting upon Steve. I took a while. It to- there, there were so many Louie and all them. They, they've really ran a weird gamut. Like Richard Carr, it's all over. I love Al. Family Feud went on like an odyssey to find yeah. like a new host. Like it was pretty bad for a while. And I feel like it degraded like the prestige of the show and the process until they finally found the host. And he, even then they're still kind of recovering. Yeah, but with Steve Harvey, it's turned into him just making faces at weird things people but say on purpose. I know, but that, that that's the magic of a good host, though, is You're that right. there's like an, another element. So Great that's why point. I'm like, this Great Steve point. Harvey thing. It was like it works. They, man. they found a good they, like that show will just keep staying on, keep making money. Was he been doing it for like thirteen years? Now I know, or something? And, and he should because yeah. he's just good. <laughs> like, like Drew, yeah, same thing. Like Drew Carey yeah. is very good. Exactly. I think Jeopardy's kind of like I feel like this. Oh well, we'll have Blossom and the fucking guy that was good at Jeopardy that time, and then we'll, they'll have the like then they'll like just team up and fucking like, pick one. Just pick somebody. Shit, like yeah, what the shit fuck? Or get off the pot. Yeah, like seriously. I agree with you. I do think it's sort of funny that Blossom is the host. Well, in my opinionation, it should be one or the other. But she was like a neuroscientist or something, so it works. Yes, and she's also on Big Bang Theory. Right, yeah. Which is a bad show. That's why I'm saying I, I think kind of Blossom's got the edge over Ken Jennings in my book. I haven't watched... And that speaks to why yeah. the host matters. Yeah. I haven't watched it right. since Alex I've has seen been gone. Clips. I've seen clips. Yeah, right. But and, I haven't. And when I see both, I, I just think Ken Jennings it just feels shoehorned in. It's like, oh, he's that guy that won a he lot. He was good at it, so he should host well, it. Like, basically. why? <laughs> it doesn't make him a good host. <laughs> but it doesn't make Blossom a good host yeah, either. Yeah, but Blossom's in, on a, an entertainment things. Like, she know, she's I know. got the experience. I know. Well, Ken Jennings was on the show a long time. He was fine. I just don't buy it. I don't know. But what would Ken Jennings even do if he wasn't on Jeopardy? That's a good point. He'd probably yeah. host a, a different show, honestly. Yeah. Brainiacs or some other yeah, dumb name probably. Thing. You know, some weird thing like that. But we got off on this tangent in talking about the importance of a host. Right. And Pat and Vanna, I think, were the... Se- the here. The proof is in the pudding. They're both still there. They are. 40 years later, meaning no one let them go. To be honest, though... As the years go by every year, I'm like, when are they just going to change it? Like, yeah, because it, it, it gets like comical at, to a certain degree when they're like, they're really old and it just looks weird. Well, like, yeah. And you sh- know what I mean? The show is kind of I don't, I don't want to use I mean, what, what's next. The Vanna White grandchildren arc. I mean, she is like 66. I like seriously. Like we we went with through her through motherhood. I mean, yeah. we we've spent our entire lives watching this woman go from young to like old. That's it's true. It's really weird. It's a fascinating study in yeah. human culture. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I hesitate to use the word de, the word devolved, but. The show has kind of turned into a pop culture meme where it's just like, hey, look at this, you know, 39 second video of someone being stupid on Wheel of Fortune and Pat being snarky about it. Yeah. It's your turn. The pointed desert. No, you still have time. I still have time. I like to solve. It was saying the pointed desert, not the pointed desert, no matter how many times you say it. World's fastest cat or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mythological hero Achilles and all these dumbass things. <laughs> Regis Philpin and Kelly Ripa or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, the guy can't solve the thing. And that's kind of what it's become is like this little like meme, you know, like I don't watch Wheel of Fortune. I'm but not to be lie. fair, in the 21st century with the internet and stuff, it's kind of what they got to do. You have to. You're like right. it's not to me, it's not a bad thing. It's just staying relevant, right? 
Yeah, I mean, Steve Harvey pulled it off for Family Feud. Right. That's Wheels' version of it. That's all it is. Is uh, picking people that aren't good. Or are people they, being dumb on purpose? See, I, no, see, I don't think it's as common as you think. You just see the clips because, yeah, like, okay. there's people. This okay. is just show every day. Okay, I mean, it's fair. like really fair. Like, yeah, fair. and that's again why we want to hear from you guys. If you still watch it, cool. Let us know. Yeah. We really do want to know. Or if you don't watch it anymore, why did you stop? When did you stop? You know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Me personally, I just don't have time to even watch TV. It's seven thirty at night right now in my life. You know what right. I mean? But, you know, there there always seems to be a time. And that's what I always like about Wheel of Fortune is, like, you just kind of sometimes flip it on. And yeah. It, and it, it's just like, huh, oh, it's on. And I think part of that is because it reminds you of maybe your childhood or a simpler right. time. Uh, and especially, again, going back to the host combo there, they're still there. They're yeah. an institution. They really got to get Wheel on Netflix and stuff now that it's Netflix. like- like daily. They need to get it on a streaming service. You think? Because, like, I think that's, like, the next evolution of it. Well, ABC just bought the syndication package not long ago again. You know what I mean? So, so ABC needs to put it on the ABC app or whatever. Yeah, okay. Like, you know enough. what I mean? And, and people can just watch it whenever. Well, I'll see what I can put do. Put it on then. Hulu because ABC's involved with that. They are? Yeah. They're part owners. Oh, yeah, they are. That's like, right. Like, it's a couple of networks on Hulu. That's why it has all those TV shows right. on it. Well, I think the bottom line with this show is, while it's not my personal favorite game show of all time, it certainly was when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly something that reminds me of a good time like uh, watching television with my grandparents or my parents, you know? And even with you, Quinn, because when we were in like, our late 20s, we watched a shit in Sometimes Jeopardy together. We went through like a phase where we kept turning it on again. Yeah, we did. That's what I, and, and that's my biggest memory is these like ups and downs with Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just turn it on, whatever. And sometimes you're just like, we're not watching this anymore. (laughs) It's true. But I think it is a pop culture icon. I think the uh, the music is very memorable. I think it just is very easy to play. It's adaptable, obviously. It's in so mm-hmm. many different countries and all over the place. So I think it, it was worthy of being celebrated here on Acid Wash Memories, which, of course, is a retro pop culture celebration. Yes. So hopefully we don't lose a turn with you folks here. And uh, you can obviously buy a vowel with us over at AWM Podcast on Twitter. And, of course, join our group to talk about Wheel of Fortune and so many other different things. But, Quinn, this is good news for you and for everyone else we will be back next week with something oh will we completely different interesting not the same yeah don't worry we're we'll not talking about we'll this figure game. it out next There'll week be something there until that time thank you guys so much for being with us here and we will see you next week for more acid wash memories see ya like what you heard be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we will see you next week